This is our second session now on Colossians 3, 12-14. Put on then as God's chosen, holy and loved, one, bowels of compassion or mercy, two, kindness, three, lowliness, four, meekness, five, long-suffering, six, bearing with one another. I'm going to stop there, but I'll read it. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which is a bond of completeness. Father, as we try to understand bowels of mercy, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and long suffering, bearing with one another, would you grant that we obey this? in the power of the Holy Spirit, because this is way beyond what any of us can do. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are to put them on like clothing, articles of clothing, but since there's six of them, or five of them, I suppose, with this added on, uh, that would be a lot of clothing. Perhaps it's like a uniform where you put on the the main uniform, and then you can put on insignias, like these are marks of my identity, bowels of compassion and and kindness and and lowliness and meekness and long-suffering. These are my markers. I wear these. People who can see me can see these being worked out. That's the idea of putting them on as garments, or you could say, put the opposite to death. And the reason I say that is because When we look at these, we say, well, that's not me. I mean, a lot of people would say lowliness, kindness, meekness. What, what, what should we respond if someone says, that's just not me. I'm just not that way. Well, we should remember that in verse 8, he said, but now you must put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. This is the way they were. They weren't by nature meek and kind and merciful. These are the things that had to be gotten rid of in the church at Colossae. It won't do. It it is a mark of human self-sufficiency and a misunderstanding of the sovereignty of God to look at this list and say, that's impossible and I won't do it because it's just not me. I wouldn't be me if I did that. Well, you better change your mind, because these are spoken to all Christians. Put them on, John Piper, even if you're not by nature lowly, meek, long-suffering. You better do this, because that's who you are. Put on these things is like put on your new self. Back in the previous verses. This is who you are, Christian, and you are to put them on. So let's take them and see what the relationships between the list is. I translate it bowels, even though I know that's a ridiculously old-fashioned translation, because we just don't have another word in English that does it. This word splunkna, look at the meaning in Acts 118. 
Now this man Judas acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and his bowels gushed out. That's the word. His guts bushed out, uh, fell out. His intestines, it's intestines. Now, of course, it's not literal intestines, but that is the basic meaning of the word, the intestines of mercy. Sometimes the Bible refers to kidneys. I suppose the closest thing we have in English is to say heart, a heart of, of mercy. We use the inner organ of the heart. They use the inner organ sometimes of the heart and sometimes of the intestines and sometimes of the kidneys in order to, to get at what? To get at this. This is the way it's almost always translated, that word, in Paul. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. That's the way it usually gets translated. Affections. And here's what's so controversial about that. How do you put on affections? Like if you told me, uh, put on a smile, I can do that. I can smile no matter what I feel. I can make myself smile. This is not an act. This is inner affection, inner emotion. And you are told, we are told, I am told, feel this. Feel this mercy, this compassion. So there's no escaping the fact that the Bible calls us to do what we cannot do in our own will. That's what makes it Christianity. It's a miracle religion. We are called to change in ways that on our own we can't change. I'll come back to how we do this at the end, just a moment. But notice bowels of mercy yields kindness. I think uh, bowels of mercy and kindness are a pair, and this is the outward form, the working out of inner affections of mercy. If you're a merciful person, if you are easily touched by others' pain and others' sorrow, then kindness will flow. Same thing here. I think this is a pair. Lowliness is the inner sense of lack of desert and amazement that we're chosen and loved. Lowliness yields a meek demeanor. I see that, for example, in Philippians 2. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness, in this condition of inner lowliness, count others more significant than yourselves or treat others that way. This is meekness. And this is lowliness. So that's the pair that I see there. The inner dimension, just like the inner dimension here, yields a pattern of life. The inner dimension here yields a pattern of life of meekness, treating others better than they deserve, not being a demanding person, elevating others above yourselves in the way you are willing to serve them. And then I think similarly, these two are pair. Long-suffering is an inner reality of willingness to bear pain in doing good, and that produces a bearing with or an enduring of one another. So my understanding of this garment or sequence of garments is that they are three pairs. Bowels of mercy give rise to a pattern of kindness, a deep inner lowliness of 
not esteeming yourself highly, gives rise to a meek demeanor towards others, counting them more significant than yourselves and being willing to serve them. And long-suffering is an inner readiness to endure pain and thus bear with others. And I'm stopping there because the grammatical shift here, even though the spirit continues. So I close by asking this. Since all of us look at that and say, well, that's just about beyond all of us. I mean, it is. Bowels of mercy, lowliness, long-suffering. Those are the inner realities that we're called to put on. Attitudes and, and emotions and affections we are called to have as Christians. And then yielding a kindness and a meekness and an endurance of one another. Wow, how in the world do you obey this command? And I'll mention five steps that I would say. One, hear this command and resolve to obey. This is a command. Hear the command and resolve to obey, to put them on. Doesn't matter whether you think you can. Paul tells us to. That means he expects us to by grace, by the Holy Spirit, by divine power. We're called to live supernatural lives, not just what we can do on our own resources. Number two, I would say you look earnestly at this. That's why they're there. You look at that and believe it. Really believe it. Embrace it. Really believe it. Embrace it. Treasure it. I'm chosen. I'm holy. That is, I am set apart by God, consecrated for good life, good things like this. I'm loved. And you dwell on this and you meditate on this. And then you pray, you plead with God, oh God, cause my being chosen, cause my being set apart for you to be holy, cause my being loved to have these effects on me as I meditate on them. And then you act. Or, yeah, let's just say you act. We could put other steps in there, but I'll leave it out for now. You act on the basis of this believing. I could have made that number four and made this number five. So you can see it that way if you want. You hear the command, put them on. You look at the reality. I'm chosen. I'm holy. I'm loved. You pray that God would cause that reality to take root in your life in a profound way. You believe that about yourself. You embrace it. You treasure it. And then you act. And God works miracles in our lives. I've seen it happen. And I urge you to it.